brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. Another day, another story of Francis endorsing unendorsable evil that cries out to heaven, according to sacred scripture. Last week, a letter was published by Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church's new bridge-building organization, and that letter was written by Francis, and it endorses the work of Pastor Jimmy Martin. This isn't the first time Francis has done this in writing. I've covered that before. In fact, he seems to do this about once a year, usually during the summer, usually when people aren't paying quite as much attention. And yet people refuse to believe that Francis is getting ready to have the church embrace unthinkable evil. In fact, we've had multiple signs in the past week that Francis is moving in this direction. In addition to the Vatican's not terribly subtle declaration that they will be undoing Humanae Vitae. As we enter into the late stages of Francis's pontificate, it's clear that now Francis is doing everything that he can to undo the things that the council did that the modernists don't actually like. And they're changing things that they think must be changed, including correcting sacred scripture itself from the appearances of it. Let's not start with Pastor Jimmy Martin and what he's doing, but on the Synod of Synodality, where we are assured now that Francis is completely backing all the very worst ideas coming out of the very synodal national church meetings, including on the Jimmy Martin issue. We have news that Francis has told Cardinal Hollerick of Luxembourg that he is on board with the Cardinal's aims of, well, making very real the goals of the German synodal way and very real the goals of Pastor Jimmy Martin. This just a few weeks after people mistakenly thought that Francis was correcting the German bishops for heresy. This is There's a striking video making the rounds that I can't show you on this platform because, well, the layman and the bishop are talking in unequivocal terms here. But the layman asks the cardinal bluntly if he thinks that the, shall we say, James Martin Act, we'll call it, that the Bible calls a sin that cries out to heaven for justice. That layman asks if that act should be considered a grave sin. His question is unambiguous, and the cardinal's answer is, well, revealing. I'm going to quote him mostly verbatim. Quote, Ah, I don't know what the synod will bring. We now listen to the people of God, what they express. I start getting reports. As you know, I'm the realtor general of the synod. And so reading all of that in September, we make a first draft for the continental meetings, which will take place. I think that, uh, first of all, I would never consider acts of the flesh separated from love, end quote. The layman in question isn't terribly surprised by this response. It reminds him that the constant teaching of the church for 2,000 years and the Bible both say that the sin in question is grave in nature, that it cries out to heaven. The bishop doesn't seem to care and cites the punishment for unfaithful spouses in the Old Testament and that the sun rotates around the earth. And then that we have to interpret the Bible to fit our needs. In other words, Cardinal Hollerick denies the inerrancy of sacred scripture, which is a heresy, folks. He won't come out and say that he thinks the Bible is wrong because the modernists know that to do so would expose them as heretics for those who can't really see the forest for the trees. So he just says that the Bible needs to be interpreted correctly. Again, Cardinal Hollerick is the realtor general of the Synod on Synodality. He has an incredibly important position in the Synod for Francis. He gave the game away, really. Now we listen to the laity, he says, and the reports are coming in. 
we know that the vast majority of national synods are saying the same thing, that the church must get with the times, that the church is out of step with the world, that the world knows better than the Bible about this sin, that the Protestants even accept this sin, and we must too. In the name of group hugs, justice, kumbaya, and the rest of it. Francis is going to say the laity are the voice of the spirit, that the spirit is speaking through the laity, and that the church must change. You know, by the way, the modernists, when they incite or when they invoke the spirit, they never say what spirit they're talking about. People just assume that it's a Holy Spirit. I do think a spirit is talking to them. I just don't think it's the Holy Spirit. Now, how much change Francis is going to authorize when he does all of this is anyone's guess. But again, I said this just a couple of days ago. I expect that the changes that we're going to see coming rapidly in the next few months and in the next year or two from him will probably be like a Morris Letizia's change to the breaking of the marital sacrament. Ambiguous enough in its expression that the Catholic answers crowd will dance around the issue, that EWTN will mostly defend its orthodox sounding, with exception of a couple of hosts on that channel that you can guess who they are. But in the end, it will be adopted in the most radical manner by the bishops of, of most of the bishops of the world. That's just going to be what happens, because that's exactly what happened with the Morris Letizia, and that document contained open heresy. This isn't that is why this isn't that surprising at all, though. We get from a, a website called abyssum.org, which is run by, I believe, a retired bishop, this headline. How can anyone seriously contend that Jorge Bergoglio is the vicar of Christ? Pope Francis praises Father James Martin's, uh, we call it Skittles, conference. Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church has been up to his usual demonic antics, prancing around and building bridges to sin and the acceptance of sin, this time in the form of a letter that Martin's new organization called Outreach has published in full. They did this back on August 2nd and no one noticed. Mea culpa for failing you on that. Someone should have noticed this and called it out. Francis praised Pastor Jimmy's work for creating a culture of encounter, as he called it. Here's the short letter in full, as published on the Outreach website, though it was originally published in Spanish. Here it is in English using a good translating algorithm. Again, this was addressed to Pastor Jimmy Martin, the noodly heretic himself. Quote, Dear brother, thank you for the letter you sent me a few weeks ago together with the brochure Outreach 2022. Congratulations for having been able to make this year's event happen in person. I am aware that the most valuable thing is not what appears in the brochures and photos, but what happened in the interpersonal meetings. In fact, the 2020 situation and the affliction made us look for alternatives to shorten the distances. It also taught us that there are things that are irreplaceable, among them being able to look at each other face to face, even with those who think differently or with those whom differences seem to separate and even confront us. When we overcome those barriers, we realize that there is more that unites us than keeps us apart. I encourage you to continue working in the culture of encounter, which shortens distances and enriches us with our differences, just as Jesus did, who made himself close to everyone. I assure you of my prayers. Do not stop praying for me. May Jesus bless you and the Holy Virgin watch over you. Fraternally, Francisco. End quote. Just so no one thinks that Francis is denying the papacy here by not saying or using the title of Pope in his signature. Every Pope signed their official documents with their papal name without using the title Pope. I've recorded enough papal encyclicals for this channel 
verbatim that you can hear that for yourself going all the way back to Gregory the 16th in the 1830s and actually before that. Every encyclical is like that. Every papal writing is like that. But anyway, my favorite thing about that letter is that Francis just reduces the issue of the sin in question to a difference of opinion, as if we're talking about sports teams or mayor's race somewhere. You know, it's no big deal because we must create a culture of encounter, whatever that means. The author of the abyssum.org piece states that he hopes that this move by Francis to endorse Pastor Jimmy's work again will cause some of the bishops to convene a meeting and finally declare him an anti-pope. That's not going to happen. The better bishops lack the spine to do that, which is kind of saying something that, I, that they can be considered better bishops when most of them don't have the spine to act. We've all been waiting for Cardinal Mueller, Bishop Athanasius Schneider, Cardinal Burke, pretty much any of them you can name, to convene a meeting of bishops to do something concrete, anything concrete, aside from giving speeches or writing public letters. And it's just, it's not going to happen. Not with signs pointing to Francis only having possibly a few short years left on the throne of Peter. I hate to be the bearer of bad news in that regard, but it's just the case that we're unlikely to see any movement by the bishops to correct these errors. And I wouldn't expect lay Catholic leaders to do much either, especially since there isn't anything that we can do. And I wouldn't expect the mainstream Catholic voices to say or do anything, especially when you have Jimmy Aiken of Catholic Answers tweeting and emailing stuff like this from his Twitter account, quote, The Vatican is doing an online survey to be submitted to the Synod of Bishops. They are interested in hearing from a wide range of people who may or may not be active Catholics. You can share your views here. The deadline is August 15th, end quote. That's actually a misleading tweet, by the way, because guess what? You can't share your views. All the questions are multiple choice or thumbs up, thumbs down answers, as I'll show you. So don't get your hopes up that you'll be able to hit them with a hard-hitting message about the need to keep the faith, since the survey is heavily skewed with a range of questions and acceptable answers that fit into what they want to see the Synod achieve. Let's take a look at this together. The survey begins by asking, if you've ever had a personal encounter with God, the response options being a thumbs up or a thumbs down, meaning yes or no. No typing. Then a series of multiple choice questions follow about living a life of grace and how you practice the faith, that kind of thing. How you participate in the life of church. Questions about why people leave the faith with all the expected answer options. Nothing hard hitting and no options to point to Francis driving people out of the church or the heresy of modernism or anything that you would hope to see but you already know you're not going to see. There are even questions about the church engaging in dialogue that vaguely references the Pastor Jimmy Martin issue without giving you an option to call out that nonsense as an error. Aiken's survey even has the options for whether the church should accompany everyone that Francis says the church should accompany. It's like Pastor Jimmy or Francis wrote the survey themselves. My point in bringing this up is to point out that there really is no point in waiting for mainstream Catholic influential voices to speak up because they won't. They can't. They're part of the problem. I'll have that survey linked in my show notes today at returntotradition.org if you want to take it. That's the name of this podcast with a .org at the end. Look for the post for today's podcast episode, and it's in the sources there. J.D. Flynn on Twitter asks a basic question about the survey question. It asks you to describe the church. Quoting J.D. Flynn's tweet, quote, How come none of the answers are salvific? Like, how do I reject the multiple choice and all its empty promises? The answers are either variants of bad or variants of novelty. It's a push-pull either way, right? End quote. Nicely done, Mr. Flynn. And yes, it's a push-pull, meaning 
They're asking questions with the aim of getting specific answers. In this case, a specific range of acceptable answers. Like many of us have been saying more for more months now, the novelty or the outcome of the synod on synodality is predetermined novelty. The Vatican knows what it wants these questions to have to how they want to be answered, and they know the direction they want to take the church in. But isn't it revealing in that survey when the the option of the church being described as salvific, which is the correct answer, is not an option on that survey? Maybe this is another example of them admitting that the Novus Ordo Church is not the same as the Catholic Church. Food for thought. But I'm curious what you think about all this, so let me know in the comments, please. Dare we hope that the better bishops will find their spines and act in a formal way? Or are they banking on the next conclaves choosing someone who isn't a Cardinal Togle or Cardinal Zuppi or Cardinal Supich to replace Francis? Let me know what you think in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help as does sharing these messages on social media. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.